Network presents Football Time. Hey, and welcome to the Football Time Show. We're here with Achilles Rain to continue our NFL preview series. We got two conferences left to go, Achilles. We're getting rid of the North today. Then on Tuesday, we're getting rid of the West. And then games are upon us, and we can get into our pick show. So two preview shows left to go, and then we get into real action and our picks. Are you ready to get into the North side of things? Yeah, you know, I was really excited about football coming back, at least to some extent. Now I'm ready for it to get started. I'm just, I'm just really, really anxious to get it kicked off. Yeah, well, we'll break off into the North here, and uh, this is very interesting, the AFC and then the NFC side of things. Uh, really, I think the NFC side of things uh, probably can rival the NFC East as uh, maybe the worst division other than uh, one uh, team in there. And then you got the AFC North and uh, that thing is loaded uh, with uh, three teams who could all three uh, really be contenders. So uh, really sort of difference uh, in uh, team range here in the AFC and the NFC on the North side of things. Oh, definitely. And uh, I think as we kind of break it down a little bit, uh, we'll start seeing some uh, some vast differences in both of them. So, All right. Well, we're going to start off on the AFC side of things, and uh, we're going to start off with uh, last season's AFC North uh, champion, the Baltimore Ravens. So uh, Baltimore had a handful of uh, exits in this last year. Uh, you know, Mark Ingram left. I don't think that's uh, – but I, I think defensively and along the line, there's probably a couple things uh, – that happened uh, Judon left to go to the Patriots. That's a pretty big loss. Uh, Nyangu uh, went to go to the Raiders on the edge. And uh, then uh, Orlando Brown and Matt Sakura both uh, left on the offensive line side of things. Uh, technically, uh, Robert Griffin also uh, retired, but uh, I don't know if that's quite the factor. Uh, that Wait, he probably, we thought it would be, uh, you know, six, seven years ago when he first broke in. Was, was he still on an NFL team last season? He was the backup to the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> I believe he got a game in there or two when uh, Lamar uh, got a little dinged up, but uh, no uh, Robert Griffin this time around. Tyler Huntley uh, will be the backup for him. Uh, Utah pride there, baby. Utah pride. Um, anyway, let's get into the Ravens here. Uh, you know, I, I don't think we could probably really kick this off without, uh, you know, stating the obvious of J.K. Dobbins blowing out his knee in that last uh, preseason game. I, I think that really, really hurts. Um, you know, if you look in the past, the Ravens have been able to replace running backs uh, fairly easily. You know, I think they've had a different leading rusher, you know, every year the last five years. So they found them, and I think they will again. You know, Gus Edwards, Justice Hill can all make up for it. But I, I, I really thought uh, J.K. Dobbins was going to be uh, one of those uh, running backs who was going to be in the elite uh, you know, category, especially with his ability to catch. I, I thought he'd sort of push his way into that, uh, you know, Kish Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook area. And I think it really, really hurts the Ravens uh, now that he's out for the season. So what do you make of that one? Well, I mean, first of all, it's a huge blow to the team and to the fan base. But I think it puts them exactly where they were last season, um, maybe even a little bit worse. I actually had high hopes for this team uh coming into the offseason 
I thought that they could do enough to kind of fill the void, uh, at, especially at the running back position last season. I think that's probably what their weakest point was. Um, now, you probably know a little bit more about this than I do. I don't know how much of the offensive line actually played into that, but we, we, def- we definitely saw a lack of a running game, uh, and it became more noticeable when you had a lot of issues at the wide receiver position. Um, it seemed like their skill positions in general – were basically like a roller coaster. They were up and down. They would show up certain weeks and other weeks they wouldn't. Uh, but this Dobbins injury, I think, for me at least, I think it's really detrimental to the team. I think it's going to impact them, uh, especially as the season progresses and you start seeing kind of uh, the wheels come off a little bit. Uh, I mean, I don't know if they will be able to really get past this injury. But, you know, this is the NFL, and it's always the uh, next man up mentality. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if the line will be uh, worse, worse uh, after those two losses. It, it probably is a little bit uh, depending on uh, – they brought in waiver from Pittsburgh, uh, but he's – as you know, he's a, he was a very good offensive lineman, but, you know, he's starting to get a little older now. I mean, we'll get into the Steelers and their line issues. So, uh, you know, the fact that they were okay with letting him go and they're breaking in pretty much a whole new offensive line probably tells you where they think his level of play is. And then uh, they bought, brought in Zittler uh, from the New York Giants to play that guard position, which, uh, you know, that's probably a really good uh, – a decent uh, plug and play there. I, I think he'll be really, really good on that side of the ball. Now, you know, taking up for Sakura, who's probably one of the best centers in the uh, league, that will definitely hurt them. And then on the uh, left side of things, uh, probably, uh, you know, Ben Powers uh, taking over there uh, from Oklahoma. He, he doesn't grade out very well, but, you know, offensive linemen, it's a little hard to grade things until you actually see them on the field. So we'll see how he does things there. Uh, the win total for the Ravens is 11. Um, you know, they won 11 games last year. They won 14 the year before. With the extra game, I, I find it difficult that they would fall too much off that. I probably see a little bit of regression there. But I think it probably factors what you think of the Pittsburgh Steelers as well in this division, uh, what you think of the Cleveland Browns in this division. You know, um, those will probably all be uh, four tough games. Uh, but if you think uh, Baltimore matches up really well with them, I, I think they could probably hit that 11. But uh, what do you think about that 11 uh, win total mark for the Ravens? You know, I, I definitely felt a little more comfortable with that line prior to the injury. Uh, like I said, I think that one of their weakest points last season was their their ability to get the skill players going week in and week out. With the injury, I don't know. I I think I'm leaning more towards the under, even with the extra game. I I just think that last season, even though they won a lot of games, we really got to see um, what they were lacking. You know, it seemed like a lot of it started falling on the quarterback's uh, shoulders, and. Yeah, he's a, he's a great athlete, and you know he can really get out there and kind of gain his own yards on the ground. But ultimately, it's a team sport, and if you're not, you know, if you don't have other guys backing you up, it's going to be really hard to maintain that for an entire season, especially when you throw in an extra game. Yeah, uh, you know, the other thing with this uh, team is uh, I we probably got to talk about it. It's on the outside with the wide receivers. Um, 
you know, the last handful of years, that's really, really been a problem. Now, theoretically, they have upgraded their, they signed Sammy Watkins in free agency. They drafted the rookie out of Minnesota, Rashad Bateman. Bateman has already been hurt and banged up. I, I doubt he'll, you know, even sniff much of the field. Uh, you know, Marquise Brown is still there. Uh, he's good for an explosive play, but do you think that uh, Sammy Watkins is enough to upgrade that with uh, rookie Rashard Bateman in there so that they have at least some, you know, I'm leaving out Mark Andrews, but I, I think we don't need to talk. Andrews is the one uh, thing you can trust on the uh, catching side of things on this side, but, you know, Watkins, Brown, Bateman, you know, where are you sitting? Do you think that uh, ups, receiver room has upgraded enough uh, to sort of help with the passing game there? I know that I'm probably going to get a lot of hate for saying this, but I think the answer is no. Um, and simply put, you know, we know what, what to expect from Watkins. We've seen him on the field plenty of times. We've seen him suit up for a couple of different teams. And he's not the uh, type of guy who's going to demand, you know, a lot of attention from the defense. Of course, he's still a solid wide receiver. Uh, the question is, can he get to that form? And you're also putting him in a whole new system, you know, People sometimes misunderstand the way certain things work. You see a lot of a lot of times when a wide receiver will have a really good, you know, couple seasons. Also, with a, I, I will say also a system that removes him from the Chiefs' offense and one that moves <laughs> him to the Ravens' offense. Yeah, well, you know, again, like I was saying, you see plenty of times when a wide receiver, you know, he looks really good with the team, and then he goes elsewhere and he just doesn't do anything. And a lot of that has to do, it's not that the player lost skill or that he just suddenly forgot how to stop running routes. A lot of it has to do with the system, you know. The system really helps a lot of different players and uh, their their particular skill set. So bringing a guy like him in, and, you know, like you said, you've got Brown there. I just don't think that there's much change from last season. And it that's why I'm leaning a little more towards the under on that win total. I just think it's going to be a lot more of the same of last year. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not thrilled with the upgrade of Sammy Watkins. I, I think both you and I probably are about on the same wavelength thinking, you know, Sammy's a solid receiver, uh, but a lot of that was helped with the benefit of being on that Chiefs offense. And literally, he was probably the fourth most important offensive skill player half the time when he was taking snaps. So, you know, defenses were not paying a ton of attention to him. Uh, he had a solid year with the Rams there. But once again, that was, you know, a, a lot to do more with the offense. And then at Buffalo, he was always hot and cold. So I, he's always sort of been a hot and cold receiver to me. He's not someone that answers your pressing need as a number one wide receiver. Uh, really, I probably put him in the same category as Marquise Brown. Occasionally, there's, you know, plays there. You'll have games there, but consistently game to game, you aren't going to hit it. Now, I do like the Rashad Bateman draft pick, a uh, big, strong wide receiver who, you know, can sort of help Lamar get those in-between shots. I, I think that's probably been a little bit of the Ravens' problem is, you know, in between, they can't hit those short ones. It's, you know, boom or bust. It's a deep ball or it's nothing. And I, I think Bateman can help that. But as I said, Bateman, you know, starts out through camp already banged up and hurt. So there's no telling when we're see, seeing him. I wanted to switch to the defensive side of things. We mentioned a couple of guys that uh, left their team, but uh, I think it's still a pretty, pretty solid defense. 
out there, you know, Smith, Humphreys, Peters on the uh, corners, and, uh, you know, Derek Wolf, Calais Campbell, uh, Williams, and McAfee, you know, uh, running on that line. So I, I think defensively, we probably won't see too, too much of a slip, even with a, a couple of guys leaving the team. Uh, what do you make of the Ravens' defense? Well, just like I said about the, uh, the skill position on offense, uh, a lot of it has to do with system. We know the Ravens, you know, typically put out a good defensive uh, system out there, uh, a good defensive unit. Um, so I'm not too concerned about defense, especially with the uh, key losses that they had. Um, I think that the system in general uh, is really uh, defensive player friendly. So um, I'm not too concerned about it. I think they'll, they'll be just about on par as they were last season. To me, the biggest concern on this team is definitely uh, the skill positions. Yeah. All right. Uh, one last uh, sort of thing. It, it's been a narrative in the uh, boring uh, offseason that the NFL teams will figure out Lamar Jackson. Uh, do you think NFL teams will figure out Lamar Jackson and he won't ever be able to do anything again? Or is it just bored uh, TV networks looking for uh, something to talk about? So uh, I'm a little bit torn uh, with, with that question uh, because I, I look at certain players you know, like Robert Griffin III and other players like that, that eventually they were figured out. But then again, I also look at guys like Brady, who's been in the league for, it seems like, 100 years, and no one seems to have figured him out. So, um, I, I mean, I think that, you know, defensive coordinators are really smart, and they, and they catch on to play styles and, you know, weaknesses and things like that. And I think they'll definitely try and exploit that. But I think that his skill set is pretty solid, um, even though we know what we're getting from him. I think he's good enough that, you know, he, he can make a defense pay, even if they uh, kind of know what he's going to try and do. Yeah, definitely. So, all right. So uh, 11 on the win total for the Baltimore Ravens. Are you going over or under? You're going under the 11. I'm really torn. I, I think that 11 number probably sits uh, just about perfect. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll probably be a push to be honest with you. I'm going to catch a lot of grief if I say the word push, but uh, I'm going to say the, the word <laughs> no, push. On the no, you can't say push. You got to take it over or an under. All right. All right. I will not push though. Push would be my answer. If they give us, if they gave us a three-way like in soccer on uh, over under push and you could bet on the push, I'd bet on the push. Uh, so, but, so would I, but on record, you know, we're, we have you down for a push, but between you and I, I probably taking... lean a little bit more towards the under. If okay. somebody made me pick a bet, uh, I'd feel more comfortable on my bet on the under than the uh, over here. Uh, Division-wise, plus 115. Uh, I don't see a ton of value in that. Uh, what do you make of plus 115 to win the division there? I, I Personally, I don't like it. I, yeah. I, like you said, the value's not there, and I just think that Way this too difficult itself. a division to, you know, sort of sort stuff out. Uh, you know, injuries will probably play the most important role on uh, what three teams uh, we're looking at to win that division. Uh, Conference-wise, plus 750. Uh, it's reaching a number where I'd, I'd feign an interest, but I, I think I'd probably need a, a little bit more in the uh, nine to one range than the seven and a half range. What do you make of conference odds there? I definitely like a little more juice, uh, especially because, like I said, it, just in the division alone, it's competitive enough, uh, you know, not to mention, you know, the whole conference. Uh, so I, I need a little more juice to make that interesting. 
but I'm probably staying away from that. Yeah. Uh, 14 to one to win the Super Bowl. I, I'm a definite no go on that. That one. Uh, there was a little bit of uh, reach the playoffs. Minus 300 is a yes, but I see a little sneaky value in the plus 240 as a no. Uh, you know, in this division, um, you know, it probably will take 10 wins to get into the playoffs out of the uh, AFC side of things. Uh, we both are on record as saying it probably will be an under season. So you're sitting right there in the nine ten mark. Uh, so I, I see a little value uh, overall in the uh, no on the reach of the playoff side of things at plus two forty. Yeah, I think that if you're like us and you know kind of leaning more towards the under for the win total, then I think you kind of have to be on the same boat and kind of lean towards the no making the playoffs. Yeah, definitely so. All right, so we'll move on to. Uh, the Cleveland Browns, everybody's lovable loser who uh, managed to win a handful of games last year. Uh, they won them in a very odd way, but uh, they won them. They got to the playoffs, uh, even won a game in the playoffs. And then, uh, you know, I heard Patrick Mahomes uh, managed to beat them and they tried to pretend like they were just a smidgen away from uh, winning the Super Bowl. I don't quite buy that narrative, but uh Anyway, uh, Cleveland Browns uh, sit at a 10 and a half win total uh, on the year, uh, a handful of upgrades. Um, they bring in Jadavion Clowney. There we go. I got it out of my mouth there. Uh, Jadavion Clowney. Uh, that'll John be the Clowney. last time you say that name. <laughs> and Troy Hill, you know, they upgraded the secondary a little bit. Uh, theoretically got the pass rush even better, probably depending on what you uh, really, really think of uh, Clowney, uh, you know, but uh, that's uh, to each their own. I think if any Titan fan was <laughs> to be asked that question, they might not have quite the same feeling as uh, some others. Uh, but anyway, what do you make of this Cleveland Browns team? Now, I, I do have to open up with this. I, I will openly admit that I was definitely a Cleveland Brown doubter last season. Uh, and, and a lot of it stems from the fact that the previous year, I, I was kind of really high on them. I had high expectations. I, I was really rooting for them. Not that they were my team or anything like that, but, you know, you always pick that random team that you're kind of like, oh, I hope they do good. Well, that was a Cleveland Browns for me. And unfortunately, they did not perform up to my standards. Uh, and last season, I just kind of kept trashing them. I thought that they were fake. I, I could not really come to terms with the fact that they were as good as they were you know, at least promoting themselves to be. I think this season is going to be a little bit different. Now, I might have just completely cursed the team by saying that, but uh, I kind of like what, what they did during the offseason, and I kind of like the fact that they've already kind of have a core, you know, build for that team. Uh, and, and I see the arrow definitely trending upwards for them. So I think that they're probably, I would lean more towards the over uh, for this win total. But, you know, again, like I said, last time I did, they let me down. And uh, when I didn't, they made the playoffs and, you know, even won a game. So take that as you will. Uh, but I, I kind of like what they're doing this season. Yeah, this is uh, going to hurt a little bit because I have to sing the praises of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think what they did in the offseason, uh, especially on the defensive side of things, both with their uh, draft and with some free agent signings, uh, you know, Greg Newsom out of Northwestern, really, really good rookie corner, uh, will be able to go in there and play a little bit. And then, uh, you know, I, I like the 
linebacker out of Notre Dame. We'll see if I can get this name out of my mouth. Uh, Jeremiah Osawasu Kuamoa. Uh, I think that's about as good as I can do for now. Uh, I'm so glad you're the one that actually has to say this. Is what we'll go by. But uh, I, I love that kind of player. He's just a hybrid who can, you know, edge rush, uh, play in the middle of the field, get a lot of tackles, even drop back in coverage and play like a safety role. Uh, so I'm really interested to see how the uh, Browns incorporate him as much as you, you know, sort of dislike how Clowney plays sometimes uh, when he is on the field, he's a disruptive force. He can get into the backfield, you know, pair that with uh, Miles Garrett and, uh, you know, Malik Jackson in the interior. Uh, there's a lot of good things on this defensive side of the ball. And I think offensively, if they stick to like last year's uh, sort of style, which is mostly just run Nick Chubb, uh, don't let Baker Mayfield do too, too much and uh, sort of let him, you know, dink and dunk off play action to those uh, receivers. Um, I, I think this Browns team could be really, really good. So uh, defensively, I'm very, very interested. I, I think this defense has a capability of sort of jumping into that uh, Rams Steelers, you know, uh, territory here. Yeah, I agree with you. Like I said, I, I like, you know, even though I was really, uh, you know, down on them last season, I, I like what they did. I like the way they managed their entire season. And, you know, obviously the season was a success. Now, some people will say that it's not because it's only success if you win the Super Bowl. But I, I think from, you know, where the Browns were a few years ago, where they were the complete laughing stock of the NFL to where they're at now, I think that now they're becoming a respectable franchise, um, at least for the, you know, uh, foreseeable future. And I, I like what they're doing. I, I think that they're a solid team. They have really good defense. And, you know, they have an old school type of uh, offense where they're just going to kind of pound it in. And, uh, you know, like you said, if they can keep Baker Mayfield in, under control and just have him do what he has to do and not more, then I think they're going to be all right. I think they're going to make some noise. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, so uh, now that we both have loved on the uh, Browns quite a bit, um, they're probably going to win three games and uh, self-destruct, and there'll be all sorts of scandals can, coming out of there. You can blame it on me. You can blame it on me because I, I, I called it. So Yeah. Uh, I, I was going to try to really talk about some sort of weakness here, but you know, I, I'm having trouble finding one. The only thing you can sort of grip onto is, you know, Baker Mayfield a little bit. But, you know, towards that back end, I, I'm not going to say he played great, but he played in control. Uh, and if he plays in control with the way that offensive line, uh, the talent that they have at receivers, the talent that they have at running back, uh, I just don't know really where I'm hitting on a weakness here. This is a very deep and well-built roster. Oh, yeah, on paper, they're stacked. So, I mean, if you ju just going off paper, it's hard to really pinpoint any weakness. Um, I guess if I had to say something, just to say something, I'd say maybe special teams. Yeah, uh, maybe so. But uh, I think even there, it, you know, yeah, difficult to solid, I think. Yeah, find uh, something where it's, you know, really hard to pick something apart. So, uh, that being said, uh, 10 and a half win total for Cleveland Browns. Uh, I think they could very easily, even in this difficult division, uh, pull a 12-win season out here. Uh, you know, after, uh, you know, Kansas City probably sits way, way on the pedestal, then trying to reach them, Buffalo. And then I probably slot Cleveland, uh, you know, 
not right at Buffalo, but, uh, you know, just maybe a half rung uh, lower than the Buffalo Bills here. So uh, I, I'm, I'm way over on this uh, money line. I think 10 and a half really is a pretty low total. Uh, I think you could easily see uh, 11, 12, and if uh, things go really right, 13 win season. Now that in this division would be very, very difficult to come by. But uh, I'd see no way uh, to talk me into taking an under on this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not even considering the under. Uh, before the you actually sent me the lines, I was kind of expecting, like you said, an 11 and a half type line because just based off the opponents, based off last season's results uh, and the additions to this season, I kind of was looking at around 12 wins, which was my magic number. So when, when I saw 10 and a half, I was kind of surprised uh, you know, Vegas doesn't really tend to uh, lowball, uh, you know, bets like that. But I thought it was a nice surprise. Um, I'm leaning definitely towards the over on this one. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, Division-wise, uh, we're going uh, at 150. Uh, that's still not quite enough for me to be intrigued uh, in the Division 150 in this deep division. Uh 150, probably not. I, I think if we could get to that almost two to one, maybe a 180, I'd be a little bit more intrigued about uh, taking the uh, Cleveland Browns. But 150, not quite enough for me. What do you make of that? You know, it's probably going to be a recurring theme with me, uh, especially in this division. I just think this division is going to be too competitive for me to really uh, see any value in that in those type of numbers. We'll get to Cincinnati. Uh, you can just out and outright say no on that one. <laughs> Burrow's back, baby. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, 750, same as the uh, Baltimore Ravens to win the uh, AFC side of things. Do you find value in the 750? A little bit. Uh, but again, it's just too competitive of a division. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, two, maybe three teams are vying for that top spot in the division. And it's literally within a game or so. Um, I just think that's going to be a very competitive division this season. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, Fourteen to one as well to win the Super Bowl. Mm. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. Think I like this Browns team, but I don't like them to win it, Super Bowls. Yeah, like I said, I, I think that they've made a really good improvement to me um, based off last season's results going into this season. I think that they're probably like a notch below being considered an elite team. Uh, I think if they were to really make a push this season, to me that would kind of catapult them into watch out for this team next season. Yeah. And uh, yes, no on the playoffs is minus 200 plus 165. Uh, minus 200 isn't awful, uh, but. Uh, sounds like it to me. <laughs> but uh, it wouldn't be something I, I jump, jump on uh, just because I, I, like I said, I think 10 wins in the AFC uh, probably is the cut line like it was last year. And, uh, you know, that's uh, a COVID hit team that, you know, loses uh, two weeks of their season and loses two games. And then you're on the bad end of uh, not making the playoffs. So I I'm a definite no on that side of things. So uh, we'll move on off that one to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, this is a real, real swing team here. Very interesting. Uh, eight and a half uh, sits their total. Uh, I, I think we came to a conclusion that uh, eight was the new uh, in and around 500. <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I, this team is so interesting. Loaded at uh, wide receiver. Uh, 
you know, drafted Najee Harris, who uh, will be ridiculously good. Uh, the defense is once again loaded. Uh, I, you know, should be top, top notch, uh, probably if not the best defensive, uh, you know, two or three in the defense, uh, a little bit depending on how Devin Bish uh, comes back from his ACL injury, but uh, that shouldn't be too much of a problem. Uh, there are problems on this team. Uh, I, we mentioned the offensive line has totally uh, been redone. So it's a brand, brand new offensive line. And uh, you have a very old and uh, beat up quarterback behind center there. So uh, what do you make of this uh, Pittsburgh Steelers team here? You know, as high as I was on them last season, I think this season there's going to be a little bit of a regression. Um, how drastic it's going to be, I still don't know. You know, uh, as I stated earlier when we were talking about the other teams, I'm a big believer in systems. And I think that, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers, they try to implement the same type of system year in and year out, which is basically uh, uh, run hard and play solid defense type of team. Can they do that this year? I don't know. There's too many questions, question marks at, at the offensive line position. Um, I don't doubt that they can get the guys ready, and I don't doubt that they can make them good, you know. Uh, but I, I haven't seen this offensive line, you know, on, on the field yet. And until I do, when I can get kind of a feel for whether they have, you know, uh, good chemistry or not, it's hard for me to really bank my money on Ben Roethlisberger, even as much as I was kind of, you know, high on him last season. I just think that the offensive line is so important, especially for an aging quarterback. Like you said, he's never been the most mobile quarterback to begin with. Um, and he's only been getting more banged up and, you know, older every single year. So it, it just kind of, you know, sets off a few alarms in my brain and, and, and it gives me pause as far as to how good I think this team's going to be. Uh, like I said, I think there's going to be a regression. I just don't know how bad it's going to be. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I am a little bullish on this team this year. I, I think they're going to be pretty good. Um, you know, you line quarterback factor in there, but I, I think they're going to go back and really sort of uh, go back. I hate old school go to an old styler style of Steelers uh football where the defense carries them and and they're just going to pound Najee Harris you know over and over again and uh really not let Ben get all that beat up if they're going to pass it's going to be sh short quick passes uh to the wide receivers or tight ends uh you know Ebron and uh the Furmouth guy from Penn State that they drafted, going to have good tight ends. Uh, we've already talked about the receivers and Deontay Johnson and Schuster and Claypool. So I, I think they're going to run the ball a whole, whole lot and not really put a lot on Ben to have to carry him like he did, you know, in the uh, 2010s to, you know, 2020, into the 2020s where he was throwing, uh, you know, 50 times a game. I, I'd be stunned if you know, he threw more than 20 times a game in some of these games where he has control and they just sort of let this defense, you know, maul you and uh, demoralize the other team's quarterback. So I, I don't know why I feel that way because, you know, uh, a lot of my key concerns, uh, offensive line and an aging quarterback uh, could come back to bite me. But uh, I just have a feel that they're going to be a little bit better than uh, what people think this year. See, and I had, a, I kind of had a similar feeling like you do, but 
what led me to believe that they're probably going to have more of a regression than a progression this year was the fact that over the last couple of seasons, they've really transitioned themselves from a run first team to a pass first team. And, and I can see the appeal to, you know, when you've got guys like Schuster and Claypool, you know, out there on the outside, I, I can see why you'd be so tempted to really kind of just sling the ball. But, it, you know, it, even though they, they had a really good record last season, they didn't close out the season the way they started. If they could have done so, we'd probably be talking about, you know, a, a couple game playoff winning team here, uh, which obviously was not the case. So all those things coupled with the fact that the offensive line seems to, you know, look like a whole new uh, unit. Um, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is another year older. Um, it, it just leads me to believe that there's going to be a, you know, a bit of a regression. Now I hope for all Steeler fans out there uh, you're right, but I, I kind of have a bad feeling about this season. Yeah, uh, I, I just uh, I feel a little bullish on this team. We'll see uh, where they end up landing in here. Um, you know, their health at with Ben Roethlisberger is uh, vitally important uh, because they do not really have a backup uh, quarterback. Uh, you know, Mason Rudolph is technically the backup quarterback, uh, but you know. Even after that, uh, it, it could get uh, really, really bad if Roethlisberger is hurt. And I think last year you mentioned it. Uh, I, I think towards the end, uh, Ben really got beat up and sort of uh, worn down uh, a little bit. And with Rudolph and um, the bad – oh, Haskins. Haskins is the other one on the roster. So, uh, oh. overall, if, uh, if Ben goes down – it's not a promising picture at quarterback, um, but I, I'm really bullish on this defense. I think this defense will be able to uh, carry them. Now, a little bit of my other concern is, you know, playing Baltimore twice, uh, playing Cleveland. Cleveland twice in their division. That's really, really, really difficult to have all those games. Uh, but they do have the uh, aforementioned uh, NFC North, so we uh, get some Bears games, we get some Lions games, we get some Minnesota games uh, thrown in there. So uh, granted, a Green Bay game is also thrown in there. But at, at least <laughs> on the uh, side of things, on the other side of the uh, uh, conference, you're, you're getting a little bit of a break with uh, some freebies in Lions, Bears, uh, not to throw ahead a, a preview for that division, but uh, there are going to be a lot of bad teams on that side. So I guess after we talk about the Bengals, we're pretty much done with this show, right? Because you uh, basically just talked about the NFC North there. Well, yes. Uh, yes, they're all going to be bad, but Green Bay. And uh, also Cincinnati will be bad. So we're going to be doing a lot of bad team uh, previews <laughs> for a while here. But uh, I just think this defense can hold them in games. And uh, hopefully Najee Harris, uh, you know, sort of takes over that running back role and really, really dominates for them. But uh, eight and a half wins is their win total. Where are you sitting with the Pittsburgh Steelers here? Eight and a half. Oh, gosh. Uh, you know, I, I think they can pull off nine wins. So even though I'm, I'm a little hesitant, I'm going to take the over. Um, it's still near the 500 mark, sort of. So I, I'm going to take the over. I think they can pull off nine wins. I'm uh, going to go over nine wins as well. I, I think they can get to 10 or 11 wins. So I'm pretty bullish on the Steelers side of things. Uh, 
four to one to win the division. Um, we are talking about division bets. I, I really like this division bet uh, because I, I think they're just a little bit below the other two teams in this division. The uh, Cincy you can cross off. So if you're giving me four to one and you're making it a three-team race, I, I think I, I see a little bit of value there. Yeah, uh, you know, I definitely feel a lot more comfortable if I knew that the defense could sustain its play like it did uh, last year for the first half of the season, for an entire season. Um, but, you know, uh, you know me, I'm a little more conservative when it comes to bed, so I, I'd probably stay away from that one. But I definitely see your uh, your point where the value comes in. All right, 22-1 uh, to one to win the conference, 40-1 uh, to one to win the Super Bowl. Any love on either of those? No, just because I, I don't think that they're, they're quite there yet. Uh, I, I think they've got some work to do. But, uh, I mean, there, there's value. It's just I yeah. just don't know <laughs> anyone who's willing to make a bet like that. Yeah. Uh, playoffs, uh, yes, no. Plus 140 on the yes, minus 165 on the no. Uh, a little intriguing, getting a little bit of plus there on the yes at plus 140. But uh, I'd probably stay away from this. Probably not quite what I'd want on the yes. I, I'd probably want in the 170 range. But uh, little value there on the 140 as a yes. Yeah, yeah, I, I see a little bit of value. Um, again, as conservative as I am, I'm not jumping on, especially as, you know, and not to spoil the rest of this division here, but uh, I see this more as a three-team race. Yeah. Well, uh, we've done the three teams, and now we have to come to the fourth team in this division. Wait, is, is there a fourth team? <laughs> there is a fourth team. Uh, their win total magically sits at six and a half. Um that is extremely large, even with the added game uh, from this uh, roster that uh, I, I'm looking at here. But uh, the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow is back, um, theoretically healthy. Uh, Mixon, you know, returns. Uh, it, Jamar Chase, their top draft pick out of LSU, is friends with Joe Burrow and was really good in college. Uh, defensively they bring in you know a handful of new guys a, a lot of new guys to be honest with you uh and a lot of new guys who i i don't really love uh you know i i think we talked about it at the end of last year when they brought in a wheezy after uh letting go of the uh corner that they could have signed for the exact same money in William Jackson and uh, how that made any more sense when William Jackson was a better corner. But, you know, <laughs> Bengals business, I don't concern my brain with uh, too much of that. But uh, don't try it. Don't try it. Anyway, um, what do you make of this Bengals squad? You know, uh, to me, this, this is a learning season for me when it comes to the Bengals. I really thought that was going to be last season. I, I kind of wanted to have Joe Burrow go an entire season to really see what he could put on the field for an entire season. Um, unfortunately, he had that horrific injury that put him out. How much of that was, you know, uh, uh, because of the coaching's decisions to have him out there and, and attempting, you know, 60, 75 pass attempts at per game. I don't know if that played into it or not, but um to me, this I'm just calling this season a wash. I don't think they're going to do much, um, and I'm just more excited as you know, just an NFL fan to see what Joe Burrow actually has if he can get through an entire season. To me, that's going to be the biggest uh, story of this year for the Bengals. And again, this is not me trying to trash talk Bengals or Bengals fans. It's just the way I see it. Yeah, uh, 
you know, I don't want to break this down too, too much. They did not improve their offensive line. Uh, could they have drafted one of the five uh, high-graded? Uh, at least one. <laughs> uh, offensive tackles that were in this draft? Yes, of course they could. They decided to go with uh, skill position and wide receiver uh, because there have been none of those in the uh, last 15 drafts uh, where eight get taken in the first round every year. Uh but, you know, the line is bad once again. Uh, Burrow, overall, I, I'm scared he's going to get, you know, beat up once again on this. Uh, yes, you had Jamar Chase, so maybe you hit a couple more explosive plays. Uh, but all this is really uh, heavily dependent on them changing their style up, up a little bit. Uh, they just cannot go into the season throwing 60 times a game with an offensive line like this, uh, Burrow will get drilled over and over again and eventually either become so gun-shy a la a Tim Couch or a Carr and uh, no longer want to stay in the bucket for even a half second, or he will get hurt and then you're back to, you know, Brandon Allen or whatever back, backup quarterback you decide at the time to play. Uh, defensively, Maybe they'll trade for Andy Dalton. Yes, they probably can by, you know, week five. We'll get to their bad offensive <laughs> line, too, is in a second. But uh, I forgot they're coming up. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I just don't see much hope for this team. Uh, it, a, a team that was pretty solid defensively under Marvin Lewis has really uh, fallen back, and they don't even have the true playmakers to defensively stay in these games. And, other than Burrow and maybe Jamar Chase, I don't see a ton offensively uh, to really put the scare in any teams either. So, you know, a six and a half win total for me, I'm going way, way under. See, I'm not going to say way, way under simply because I know it's only one extra game, but I feel like they did show something, you know, now, it wasn't the fact that they were good. That's definitely not what they showed. But there were a few games where they were at least competitive. It's almost like they didn't want to, you know, give in to what everybody out there in the sports world was saying about how bad they were. And, you know, it really kind of bummed me out that they didn't try to get some protection for the quarterback because, I mean, who in their right mind would try to protect your franchise, you know, quarterback? I mean, no one does that nowadays, right? You just kind of let them loose, just put a bunch of wide receivers out there and, hope that he'll just kind of throw the ball up and someone's going to catch it. Someone's going to come down with it. So that, that made no sense to me as far as, you know, not protecting him more, but even with all that being said, what's it at six and a half, six and a half. They have to get oh. seven wins. <laughs> Wait, is there any way that they could actually end up at six and a half and just push? No, they cannot end up at a six and a half, even with well, a 17 game schedule. What, what if like, you know, they're playing a game then right at halftime, something happens, you know, Joe Burrow gets destroyed and they just completely call the game off because it's too horrific to watch. <laughs> I don't think that's going to be uh, in the cards. So you have to go <laughs> over and have them win seven games uh, or uh, go under. I forget that, you know, if you take the over, it has to be over. Yes. The, the you don't line. get your freebie push in this world. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go with the under, even though uh, I think they can get to around six. Uh, I'm going to go with the under. 
Yeah, I, I just don't see how they can improve too, too much on their four wins of last year. Uh, I think they're basically the exact same team they were last year's. So four wins is probably about where I pegged them overall. All right, uh, we can probably go through these pretty, pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> 25 to 1 to win the division. Yes, no. <laughs> No, I'm not, I'm not taking any Bengals bet. <laughs> no offense to any Bengal fans. I'm, I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm too concerned. Uh, 66 to 1 to win the conference. No, there's, there's good odds, but no. 150 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. Now that one's a little intriguing. No. Uh, I, I think they could play the season 150 times. Uh, none of them will be played out where the Bengals win that Super Bowl. So uh, that's a no. Uh, reach playoffs plus 525 is a yes, uh, minus 750 is a no. Uh, once again, I think that's uh, all uh, stay away on our side of things here. I will say, you know, I, I, I could see myself putting a dollar bet on, you know, that Super Bowl one. I did bet that Donnie Avery would lead the league in receiving yards at one point. So that we love you. Donnie Avery. Uh, <laughs> sadly, his knees did not agree with you. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately for me, uh, that didn't quite pan out. I'm still uh, having to work a nine to five. Yes, I know. Well, uh, if the knees had stayed healthy, I, I guarantee you, you would have been in and around there. But uh, <laughs> considering every time he walked, uh, some ACL popped. Uh, yeah. <laughs> wasn't a very good career for him, unfortunately. I know. It was sad. I, I love Donnie Avery. Houston pride, baby. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll move to the NFC side of things. And uh, we'll start out with the one team I think we both think is a Super Bowl contender here, uh, Green Bay Packers. Uh, magically, uh, Aaron Rodgers returned. Uh, you know, dude, he missed a whole voluntary mini camp. Uh, great uh, news reporting there. I'm glad we had hours and hours of coverage on that. But uh, anyway, Rodgers back. Uh, this team is back. Um, loaded up like they were last year. Uh, Resigned Aaron Jones. Uh, Adams returns, uh, Scantling's back, Lazard is back. Uh, the line pretty much returns, though. Bakatari's probably going to miss the, at least the first six weeks of the season, and they got a new center in there. Uh, the defense uh, is pretty much returning intact uh, with uh, Eric Stokes coming out of Georgia as uh, their top draft pick at corner. Uh, so what do you make of this Packers team? Should be a pretty good season for the Packers. Uh, their win total sits at 10 and a half. I think 10 and a half is actually uh, quite generous. If you ask me, the fact that they get to play in the uh, NFC North is going to be uh, very helpful when I place my bet. But with all that being said, obviously I think the Packers are going to be uh, one of those, you know, returning playoff teams that we kind of expect season, you know, season in season out. Um, not much has changed there. They did have a few uh, losses uh, at center position. For example, you mentioned they have a new center. Um, that obviously is going to come into play at some point. Um, I, I was a little confused uh, by the move at uh, throwing money at the running back position. Yeah, especially um, when they had, uh, you know, just drafted one the year before and, uh, you know, uh, brought in uh, another one, uh, the Kalen Hill out of Mississippi State. Uh, granted, he's a seventh-round pick, but uh, he's been getting rave reviews in camp. But, uh, you know, I, I guess – Having three good running backs, you can't complain too, too much. But Jones is 
been pretty much the bellwether, but paying him, I, I was a little confused with as well. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not going to sit here and argue, you know, like, oh, they should have got rid of him or at least, no. Obviously, you know, any team would rather have three solid running backs as opposed to just two. That's just the way the league works now. But, you know, as far as paying running back, to me, it seems like the league has really transitioned itself into uh, next guy up, you know, kind of recycling uh, these running backs. They use them, you know, with the rookie deals. They really take advantage of that low, you know, that, that low contract to sign other guys that are going to really boost the team and possibly take them to the promised land. Uh, I thought Green Bay was probably headed in that direction. I really thought that they were going to use that money to sign key pieces elsewhere or re-sign, you know, guys that were already solidified like their center. Uh, I thought that was probably a more important issue to address than, you know, re-signing their running back. But then again, this is why I am sitting in my office chair talking about the Packers and not managing the Packers. So we'll see what happens with that. But uh, I, I think, you know, we could expect a lot of the same with the Packers. They still have Aaron Rodgers. He basically did what he would have done, even if he was with the team. Uh, there was no dispute, which is basically take a, the little mini camp off. Um, so I'm not too concerned. I think that they'll be exactly where we all expect them to be. And I, I really like this uh, win total. Uh, I'm really leaning, definitely leaning more towards the over. Yeah, I know. It's a shame he missed the mini camp to go spend time in Hawaii with a uh, hot, good-looking actress. What a what a terrible human being that is. <laughs> is it fiancé now? Is it, is that... uh, yeah, I think they're engaged, though. I, I think Aaron Rodgers had been engaged to, you know, <laughs> the 20 other celebrities <laughs> that he's uh, lined up in the last uh, 10 years as well. So uh, anyway... Um, you know, this team pretty much is what it is. It's going to be hard, much like the Cleveland Browns, uh, you know, to really find too many weaknesses on here. I, I could probably slam the coaching staff, uh, you know, for kicking a field goal instead of going for two last year. And possibly they are Super Bowl <laughs> champions. Uh, but I seem to do that every time the Green Bay Packers uh, come up. Uh, so we probably have to retire uh, that take once the season officially starts. Uh, but maybe hopefully next time they're in a four-point game <laughs> with about three minutes left on the five-yard line. We go for two in uh, – Instead of uh, kicking a field goal there to ruin our lives. Anyway, uh, Green Bay Packers, 10 and a half wins. I, I, I'm, I'm over on that. They won 13 games last year. They won 13 games the year before. Uh, they will probably be in and around 12, 13 wins once again. So uh, I definitely go over on the uh, Green Bay Packers, 10 and a half here. Yeah, I'm definitely on the over. I think that uh, if I had to pinpoint a weakness for this team, even though it's hard to really call it a weakness, I would say it's probably on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, last season, we saw that they were definitely, you know, one of those uh, playmaking defenses. You know, they really um, took a lot of chances and it paid off for them. And when you have an offense like they do, it's hard to really, you know, worry too much about the defense because it doesn't really matter whether your defense gives up 40 points because your offense can very easily put up 48, 47 points. So, um, it's hard to call it a weakness, but I guess if I had to pinpoint anything, it would be the defense. But I'm definitely leaning on the over here. Yeah, and it, it's not a defense that's you'd go, this is a bad defense. I, I, I You wouldn't put it in the elite no. category, but, you know, it's probably a 
top 10, top 12, you know, defense in this league. So it, it's, you know, definitely good enough uh, to get you into a deep playoff run overall. All right. Uh, they go minus 120 to win the division. I, you know, I, I don't love taking minuses to win divisions, but uh, you stare at this division. Uh, you are going to have to really, really push me. Uh, probably on our next team, we talk about uh, to even think about an, another team winning this division. I, I don't see really anybody else even remotely capable of getting anywhere near or around Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, even if not to spoil any uh, any uh, upcoming uh, analysis here, but. All even the teams we, are bad below this. <laughs> <laughs> even if we were to somehow say, you know, all these other teams in division vastly improve, even then, I just don't think they'd be able to keep up with the Green Bay Packers. So um, it, it's almost a sure bet, but you do have to tie your money up and uh, you have to pay a little bit to get a little bit. So, uh, you know. If Aaron Rodgers were to get hurt, uh, oh, you, there be, could be uh, more danger uh, of that dropping. So uh, that would be the one thing. I, I mean, hurt, hurt, like uh, miss eight-plus games. Like he can't even make it to Hawaii to hang out with yes. his uh, fiance. That's correct. Uh, uh, these two are a bit more interesting. Eight to one to win the conference, 18 to one to win the Super Bowl. Uh, we haven't done a ton of ones where we place bets on the Super Bowl, but that 18 to one to win the Super Bowl and the Packers, uh, that one entices me a little bit. Uh, it is tempting. Eight to one on the conference. It's not bad, uh, but this is a pretty deep conference. Uh, you know, they're probably five teams uh, legitimately who I think can, uh, you know, come out of this uh, conference for to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm not quite as intrigued as that one as I am about that 18 to one uh, on the Super Bowl side of things. Yeah, I agree with you, even though I, I feel like uh, it, it's probably more of a sure thing that they'll win the conference as opposed to the Super Bowl, just because there's so many good teams in the AFC. Um, I still think the value sits better in the Super Bowl pick. So if I had to take a bet, I, I'd definitely take the Super Bowl one. All right. Uh, reach playoffs. Yes, no. Minus 670 is a yes. Uh, plus 450 is a no. Uh, I, I don't think there's any way you can take that yes. Uh, I, I don't see a ton of value in the plus 450 on the no either. So uh, I, I think that has to just be uh, – uh, punt and uh, come back and play another day on that one. Yeah, definitely. I'm not touching either one of those. Uh, I'm not laying out that kind of cash and uh, I'm not laying my hopes on the Packers not winning that division. So yeah, definitely. So, all right, uh, we'll move on to the other team. The one that um, theoretically is the second best team in this division, the Minnesota Vikings. Um, not a great season for them last year, seven wins. Um, they not a ton of upgrades uh, this year. They sort of kept things uh, pretty much the same. I, I guess in theory, a handful of the defensive guys who were hurt are coming back. You know, they do have, you know, Jefferson Thielen out there. Uh, I, I think the Irv Smith Jr. getting hurt and being probably lost for the year definitely hurts them at the tight end position. Uh, you do have probably the best running back in the league in Dalvin Cook. Uh, Unfortunately, you still do have Kurt Cousins uh, banning the quarterback position for you. The line's a little bit weak. Um, 
What do you make of uh, this Minnesota Vikings team? I'm intrigued by this team, and, and I'll tell you why. Uh, when I was looking at their offseason acquisitions, I noticed that a lot of the contracts they signed were for defensive players, and a lot of these contracts were very short-term contracts. I don't think they signed anyone for more than two years, I think it's what yeah. I was looking. So I'm intrigued to see what their plan is this season because last season with Cook, you know, in the backfield, it almost seemed like they could – you could almost count on them being competitive in just about any game offensively. Their biggest issue was defensively, which a couple of seasons ago we were raving about the Minnesota defense and, you know, how potent they were, how stout they were. It really – you know, we we had a little flip of, of roles there, um, and I'm intrigued to see what they're trying to do. Now, I don't, I don't think they'll be much better than they were last season. I don't think they compete with the Packers, even if that defense happens to be better. But I think offensively, I think they're entertaining, and, I, and you know, it's kind of fun to watch because uh, at any point, uh, you know, Cook can go off for 200 yards. Like you said, he's probably, you know, one of the best running backs, if not the best running back in the league. I know there's a couple other guys out there that, you know, definitely are going toe-to-toe with them for that title, but they have a lot of skill at the skill position, and and they're fun to watch if you're not a fan. Uh, If you're a fan, I would assume that you're probably sitting there biting your nails trying to figure out what's going to happen, but I'm intrigued. That's what I'll say about this team. I I don't know quite where to put them. Uh, I want to see what they can do defensively. They kind of get back to what they were a few years ago. If they can, then I think they might be able to make some noise. And to me, they're definitely the second best team in this division. Uh, but, you know, that's not saying much when you look at this division. Yeah, um, you're right. Uh, I, I think this team is, like, if you look at the roster, you, you can get mesmerized by some of these names. You got Anthony Barr at linebacker, really, really uh, fun watch. Harrison Smith at uh, safety, Kendricks, uh, they brought in Patrick Peterson. Now, you know, that would have been much cooler six years ago. Five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but still, it, it's a flashy name, and that's what I mean. Then you go on the offensive side of things, Cook, uh, Jordan Jefferson, Adam Thielen. They have names that you look at and really, really like. It, it just doesn't seem this team has ever – been able to exceed expectations they've always sort of underachieved a little bit and every time they do something good they do something bad and it's always in and around you know how much seven. of that is cousins yeah i you know that's the elephant in the room it's cousins because pretty much ever since they signed him to that big big deal you know it's always eight nine ten eight nine ten i, I think they had a 13 win season somewhere in there but uh Mostly it's, you know, in and around, hovering around that 500 mark, maybe just sliding into the playoffs, playing a good half in the playoffs to make you think this team's really good, and then, you know, melting down. And I just don't see much different from that coming into this year. Uh, You mentioned it, if their defense gets back into form, they probably uh, go a little bit higher overall and are more on that 10-win territory uh, than the 7-win territory that they were last year. But I'm not sold that this defense is going to, you know, get back to that level. Uh, You know, there are a lot of aging veterans on this defense. Uh, They were very good players at one point in time, but that doesn't mean they're going to be good. And I, I just thought that slippage last year 
was, you know, indicative of them slipping again this year. And if they get behind, then you're asking Cousins to do stuff you don't want him to do, and that's throw balls all over the field. You want to be able to run Delvin Cook, control the pace of the game, you know, run play action, hit Thielen in the slot, hit Jordan Jefferson deep. And if you're trailing games, they just – it's a bad, bad situation, I think. What's the, uh, the over-under on this team? Uh, the over-under on this team is nine wins. Oof. <laughs> I, w- I was thinking more like seven and a half. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in and around there. I think there was some stat that somebody dropped uh, like a week or two ago that uh, like uh, 80% of Kirk Cousins' touchdown passes are for the Minnesota Vikings have been when they're trailing. <laughs> Shocker. Shocker. I would I would not have expected that. So, I mean, I think that pretty much sums up Kirk Cousins. If you blindly just looked at his stat sheet, you think he was going to the Hall of Fame, and then we all have visual eyes and watch him play football. And uh, anyway, I just thought that was like a, a funny stat to bring up. But, yeah, uh, nine wins for this Minnesota Vikings team. You know, you, I, I – just... The only thing I can tell you is – they are playing in this division, you know, theoretically, I, I wouldn't be overbearing if I thought the Packers could literally sweep all six games in this division. Uh, so I, I don't know where Minnesota sits. Now, that being said, they go to the West side of things, uh, both in division. So they have Cardinals, Seahawks, Chargers, uh, Niners, <laughs> Uh, Green Bay, L.A., you know. if things weren't bad enough. So on the schedule side of things, they're playing a lot, a lot of good teams, even though they're playing in a bad division. Now, they they do get the Bengals opener, uh, but then they have a from weeks two to four, Cardinals, Seahawks, Browns. So, I mean, you're walking into a possible easy, you know, one and three start there. if you don't melt down at uh, Cincinnati, which I don't think any of us would be stunned. That would be a competitive if, matchup right there. That, I can see it now. That line's going to be even money, and we're both going to be off <laughs> on it. And Kirk Cousins is going to have five picks in the, <laughs> by halftime. Uh, it, would, it wouldn't shock me. But, I, you know, honestly, I was, I was sitting here, and I was, I was pondering to myself as you were talking. And I was like, okay, this line's probably sitting at about seven and a half. I'm like, you know what? I think I'm going to go bold, and I think I'm going to take the over on that. And then you came back and hit me with the 10. Now I'm taking the under. Yeah. Uh, this team probably will only be favored in about seven games this season. I know that shouldn't be a too much of a factor, especially in preseason. Uh, but I, I probably put their win total. I think eight's probably pretty realistic. They might could get to nine. And uh, I, I won't push. I, I definitely take the under on the Minnesota Vikings here. Uh, 250 to win the division. Uh, that's a definite no to me, even with the value that these are the only two teams capable of winning the division here. Uh, but uh, two and a half to one, not in love with there. Uh, 18 to one to win the conference, 40 to one to win the Super Bowl. Yes, no's. Yeah. I, I think this team just has too many holes. Uh and until we see some sort of improvement, I don't think that these type of odds are attractive to anybody. So Yeah. Uh, to reach the playoffs, uh, plus 110 is a yes, minus 135 is a no. 
I, I probably wouldn't touch either of those. Uh, maybe you could really, really have to push me, but I, I the yes at plus 110, slight value, but I, I think they're much like last year. They're probably the third or fourth team trying to get into that last playoff spot. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I thought that there was a little bit of value in the yes, but not enough for me to jump on it. I, I don't think uh, it's not just not enough. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we move on and we're uh, getting progressively uh, worse. Um, we're going to go to the Chicago Bears here. The Chicago Bears wins total sits at seven and a half. Uh, they were a pretty solid team, I will say, last year. Um, kind of I, I, solid might not be too kind. Uh, they, they were a team that got in the Trubisky. playoffs. They were a team that got in the playoffs last year. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they were undefeated when they had Trubisky. They were uh, did have a much better record with Trubisky in there. Uh, and then he came up in the exhibition game and lit him up. So uh, there's probably something to be said, uh, but that's probably to be said uh, overall. Uh, the coaching staff on this team and the GM, I think, are just pretty much atrocious across the board. Uh, I, I have a feeling this is the uh, last year for that. Um, I guess we should probably start off. I will start off. This team has legit like no offensive line they drafted a rookie tackle he got hurt he's out for the year uh they're Ooh. bringing in a 40 year old jason peters who uh was on the eagles and uh, essentially got hurt every other game last year and uh began to look more like a bus and not an offensive lineman uh i i think this team is going to be really really bad uh Allen Robinson is still on it, though technically he didn't even want to really be there, uh, but they franchised him, so he didn't have much of a choice. Uh, they bring in Andy Dalton uh, to get murdered in the uh, first four games. Uh, the little red pistol. And then they have a soft stretch in there where uh, they probably will put Fields uh, in there. But uh, anyway, what do you make of this Bears I mean, I think the assumption going into this season for the Bears and Bears fans as a whole is that at some point you're going to get to see Fields in there in, in the game. And, and I think that's pretty much what everybody's kind of hoping for. That's what everybody's holding their breath for is, will this guy live up to the expectations? Because let's be honest, Andy Dalton, he's a certain, you know, he's a he's serviceable quarterback. You know, he he's he's played in the league for a few years now. He's been with a couple of different teams. And at one point, he was putting up pretty decent numbers, you know, but he's not the same Andy Dalton and he doesn't have the same type of weapons. So I don't expect much from him. And this team as a whole, as you mentioned before, the offensive line is completely decimated. Uh, you know, they, they exactly basically playing guys off the street. It feels like um, I just don't see this team being very competitive. I think this is probably a wash season. This is more of a, let's kind of wait till we know that Fields or we think Fields is ready to go and uh, let's put him out there and see what he can do even with no offensive line and a wide receiver who's probably disgruntled and doesn't want to be there. Um, things don't look very bright for them, but you know, there's always a, another day. Uh, you look to fight another day, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, it's possible Andy Dalton will be killed uh, in the opening game versus the Rams. Um, 
I don't know what they're going Sunday to do. Sunday night football. <laughs> it's going to block Aaron Donald. Uh, other than maybe just go with the strategy of let him run through and uh, tell Andy to just lay down and get that game over with. But, uh, you know, uh, I, I thought David Montgomery played uh, really, really well towards the second half of last year. Uh, you know, that being said, it, it took Matt Nagy to pretty much be threatened with his job to start running the ball. So, I don't know if he will go back to that strategy of running the ball or, you know, trying to make passes with a bad offensive line and not a lot of skills at uh, the wide receiver position. Um, I will say their defensive line, uh, as always, is really, really good with Mack and Quinn and Hicks. Uh, but cornerback-wise, they're really, really bad in the secondary. So, you know, this defense isn't even – it's it's more explosive playmaking uh, than actually being able to stop people. They get shredded a, a little more often uh, than I think people think. I think they always just think the Bears and think good defense, but uh, the line is really good. But uh, everywhere else, it, it's you know average to uh, subpar. Yeah, it's been a little while since the uh, Monsters of the Midway were a thing, so I don't think they're quite there. Uh, they're probably a little ways away from getting to that level. But I do want to let you in on a little inside information. Um, I talked to one of my sources, and he told me that the Bears might be going with the uh, the Bourbon Bowl game plan this season, which basically means uh, just take a knee on offense and uh, let that defense try and do something because uh, that offense is going to get destroyed with no offensive line. Well, I I've – handfully said uh, a bunch of college teams should uh, accept that strategy uh, long ago, but uh, no one seems to ever uh, put it into play, uh, but uh, maybe they could sign just, Bobby Boucher, but they'd rather just watch their quarterback uh, get killed and throw a lot of uh, interceptions. But uh, anyway, uh, this uh, Chicago bears team, seven and a half wins. Um, I can't go there. Uh, they just won eight games last year, and I thought that was a much better team. Uh, and they don't I, have I, the guy who helped them get those eight yeah. wins. And, you know, at some point, the rookie quarterback's going to come in here. He's not going to be able to win games with this team. Uh, so I, I'm under on this. I, I don't think they get close to seven wins. I, I think they're a five-win team at best. You know, and even if he does, even if he does come in and completely shock everybody and, you know, play lights out and helps his team win a few games, you know, you got to think that at some point he's going to come in probably somewhere in between the season. I doubt he starts the first few weeks unless Dalton gets killed, like you said, but I doubt he starts early on. So you're already taking a few games off there that he's not going to be in it. Uh, and then he comes in, there's going to be some sort of growing and learning pains, uh, you know, especially in real games this isn't going to be preseason anymore. So you got to take that into consideration and he's not going to win every single game he plays, even if he does play lights out. So to me, that win total sits a little too high. Uh, and I'm definitely going to go on the under here. Um, I think this team has got a lot of rebuilding to do and uh, they seem to have gotten that started with at least their uh, quarterback, uh, but we'll see what happens going forward. Yeah. All right. Uh, division plus three twenty-five, Super Bowl. Uh, 66 to one conference, 30 to one. Uh, yeah, I'm out on all those as well. Uh, reach playoffs. They did reach the playoffs last year, uh, is 
a yes is plus 210 and no is minus 275. Uh, <laughs> any love on anything over there? <laughs> I might be willing to lay money down to take the no, but no, uh, I'm not taking either one of those. Yeah, I, I was going to say uh, under three to one, uh, it might be worth it to put a few dollars on that no side of things. Uh, well, uh, if you think the the bears were bad, uh, we're about to get worse. Um, probably worse as in the worst team in uh, football. Sure, uh, golf, baby. <laughs> yes, he is playing there. Uh the Detroit Lions. Um, Jared Goff is there. Uh, <laughs> oh, man, you're making me feel bad. I, I don't know what else to say. Uh, they released Richard Perryman, who theoretically was going to be their number one receiver. Um, so I don't totally know what they're going to be doing at the receiver uh, position this year. Um, DeAndre Swift is their running back. Uh, you know, he's okay to a solid running back um it's a really really bad team on both sides of the ball uh why don't you give me some sort of optimism here they they gain some you know future compensation for taking on jared goff's contract that's, that's true. something uh, but so, the Rams I, throw around first round picks like uh I know like they don't have any until 2035 I, I don't think they have a first round pick for the next I, th I think until 2025 <laughs> they I, I, don't. Mean, I could I could be wrong but hey you, you will not be engaging in the draft for a very very long time you know I, I guess I shouldn't be complaining because that used to be like the one thing that I look forward to being a Ram fan was it's okay we got a top three pick we got a top we got the number one pick um but it, it's like something that i can't even say oh we got a first round pick it's i don't even tune into the first round anymore you're gonna be uh sending me messages who is this seventh round quarterback at old <laughs> dominion they took now Big you know he says he really really likes him you know now you know if if the subject that we're talking about now doesn't tell you what we think about the current state of the Detroit Lions, um, then I don't know what will. Unfortunately for them, I think they're in a really bad situation. Like you said, getting rid of Perriman, who was supposed to be the number one wide receiver, uh, raises more question marks and more, 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 you know, I just don't know what to make of this team. I don't know what's going on here. It, it has a little bit of a Houston Texans type of feeling where it seems like they're just completely trying to destroy everything that's and I'm not going to say built because they really haven't been good, you know, over the last couple of years, but at least with, you know, Matthew Stafford there, you had a guy who had the ability to, you know, try and win some games. Um, not that he was very successful at it, but he did make a we'll, Super Bowl. We'll, we'll get it. We'll get into the Stafford thing. Uh, yeah. Golf made a Super Bowl. So, I mean, listen, he brings some sort of pedigree to that team. Uh, is that enough to get them wins? Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I just, I have more question marks. I, I kind of hope that it turns out well for them for a couple of reasons. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of our producers uh, is a Detroit Lion fan, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, Receiver-wise, uh, this is what we're dealing with. Uh, Let's hear it. Ter Terrell Williams, uh, who you might remember from uh, – 
three years ago being a good receiver for the Chargers. He decided to sign a big deal with the Raiders and then spent two years on the IR. So that would be their number one. Uh, that's a one-year deal though, right? Yes. Uh, that's a, And then Quintez Cyphers, uh, he's a Wisconsin receiver, uh, a round five Ooh. selection in uh, last year's draft. He will not be a star. I, I will tell you that. And then this is how bad we get. Khalif uh, Raymond out of Holy Cross. And uh, he's a special teams guy. So uh, those are your one, two, and three right now lining up for the uh, Detroit Lions at wide receiver. So uh, golf somehow has gone from a room full of uh, weapons into a room uh, filled with none. Uh, the only thing I can say is DeAndre Swift is probably going to touch the ball um, 95% of the time. Uh, offensively, they will not be all that great. Uh, defensively, uh, they are never that great. Uh, they do have a handful of new guys in there that might be okay. Jamie Collins is there. Trey Flowers is there. Uh, a, a bunch of old Patriots who are no longer useful or good are pretty much there. Uh, this team is easily going to bank uh, very, very hard for the worst record in the NFL. Look, you got two future first-round picks coming your way. So you have that to look forward to. You know, maybe then you can start your rebuilding process. Maybe Goff shows us something that he didn't show us while he was in L.A. Um, that's not to say, you know, I, I don't know. I have mixed feelings about Goff. I, I've stated it before. Um, during the draft, I was more of a, you know, a Wentz guy. Uh, but we ended up with Goff, and, and, of course, he was on my team, so I had to learn to support him, uh, even if I didn't like the pick. Maybe he's maybe he learned something along the way. You know, he he was very successful while he was in LA. Um, maybe stats wise, not so much, but he won games. Maybe he can help Detroit win some games. I, I don't know. I just with no weapons there, it's hard to really you know uh, see this happening. But you can hope for the best. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, go to the win totals. Five is their win total. Uh, I'm away under here. Uh, this reeks of uh, about a two-win team here. Oof. Two wins. Well, uh, you tell me who they're beating. They, they don't get to play Michigan this year. It's not on the <laughs> schedule. <laughs> I, I mean, they got to play the Bears twice, you know, and they possibly maybe could compete with Minnesota at least in one of those games. Uh, you said it's at four, correct? Well, I, I'm going to read this to you. Their first okay. seven weeks of the schedule. Home, San Francisco. Away, okay. Green Bay. Home, okay. Baltimore. Away, Chicago. Away, Minnesota. Home, Bengals. Away, L.A. <laughs> okay, so maybe two wins. I see possibly one win with maybe two to three, Maybe. But I feel confident to say one. Yeah. Okay, I see your point. I'm taking the under. Yeah, they also play the Steelers and Browns and Falcons and Seahawks and Broncos and Cardinals. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely going with the under then. They, they better win the Bengals game, that's all I know. <laughs> I, I don't know, you know, with Joe Burrow's back, baby. Uh, that's week six. <laughs> he might not make it to then. Oh, gosh. You had to All burst right. my bubble. So uh, I'm way under on the Lions. Um, I'm under also. We can probably breeze through these pretty good. Um, division 22 to 1. 
No. Conference 80 to 1. No. You're going to like this one. Super Bowl 250 to 1. Now you've piqued my interest. No. <laughs> uh, playoffs, yes, no. Plus 600, minus 900. If you're a very rich man, I'd put everything I could on the minus 900. Yeah, you, you'll make something back. I, I just don't have that kind of money to invest. Literally every team in the league would have to be wiped out by some sort of explosion uh, for the uh, Lions to make the playoffs. Yeah, it's, I mean, listen, you know, with COVID still running rampant out there, you, you never know. But I'm definitely not putting any money on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, that concludes our NFC, AFC North preview. We got one division left. We're going out west with your boys from Los Angeles. Both of your boys from Los Angeles. Yeah. Well, wait, we what go are you out, both of your boys? <laughs> we go out west to close out our previews before we get into the season. Uh, so be sure to look forward to that. Achilles, got anything to let us know about? No, just same as always. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at TD Achilles. And uh, obviously, you know, stay in tune because uh, after uh, our last preview show, we definitely have some of our picks shows coming up, which is uh, what I really enjoy. Uh, I'm looking to uh, make a statement early on this season, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Be sure to like and subscribe so you don't miss any of our content. We got our big show that dropped uh, yesterday for college football to get our preview uh, for the Saturday games and our picks. You don't want to miss that. Uh, you don't want to miss any of our NFL coverage. One more preview to go, and then we get into our picks with that. Uh, winning daily, giving you all sorts of wins so you can win daily. Uh, be sure to like and subscribe. That's our show, and we're out. <laughs> Thank you.